Rastabella, how you doing? Welcome back, bro. Deemer, happy Sunday, man. Happy Sunday. It's not Saturday. It's Sunday. I had to go down to Columbus. Uh, there is the Ohio Democratic Party endorsement meeting down there. And so if you are a statewide candidate or a federal candidate, you drive down to Columbus, get in front of a group of 11, and they ask you some questions, and, and then uh, they see if the, the party endorses you. Um, I don't know if everybody knows in this channel. Again, I am running for Congress again, so <laughs> they, that's what I had to do. So, and you did this two years ago as well, I assume. No, no. Um, so, last so two years ago, it was it was a cluster because we we're we were redistricting, right? And so th there was really no districts until the pretty much the primary. Okay. Um, I think I, I I think I personally had about a month to you know figure out like where my district was and try to talk to people because the district changed I think either three or four times over the course of uh, a year because of the redistricting process and lawsuits and so on and so forth and so what happened was what had happened was is I won I won the primary and that was like almost like an automatic endorsement I was a Democratic candidate yeah and so there was no process and okay all, so this was this was new for you yesterday. oh yeah 100 percent okay. it was new. <clears throat> I thought it was uh, I thought it was fun. It was interesting, man. So what, like, how your fifteen minutes ago? What did it? Did it seem like you? Because you have a primary opponent. Does it seem like you're not going to get the endorsement? Or did, can no, we not talk well, about that? Uh, well, first of all, my primary <laughs> opponent is a fucking uh, is a, is a, not, I'm not going to say a fucking Republican. I, is a Republican, and and the reason why I'm gonna say, I, I want to I'm going to be nice about this is look. As much as I, 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 I want to be a, my, my family's Republican. We talked about this. Your family's Republican. Yeah. We have a lot of, and, and, and I, I don't have, I have great relations and great talks with, with Republicans. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, when it comes to populist messages, like when we're talking about like stock trading and, you know, um, money and politics, like Republicans and Democrats, we b believe in this. Corruption is corruption, yeah. right? And so we all were like, yeah, we don't like that. The thing that I think really separates the Republicans and Democrats is some of the social issues, you know? Uh, abortion, number one, you know, is, that's a big one. But besides that, I think that there's a lot of things that are, very, very similar when it comes to Democratic and, and, and um, Republican populist messages. And so I don't want to be, be negative here, you know. Um, but <clears throat> when you're running in a Democratic primary, um, you're, you're, you're running as a Democrat because you have Democratic ties or roots or you put in the work or whatever. And, and so, but this, this person is running and he has, um, look, he hasn't voted as a Democrat for probably about 20 years. He's donated to all Republicans over the past since since Mitt Romney ran against Obama. He's he's reported, and that's in the federal in the state. Right, right. He's put, uh, donated to Republicans as well. Um, he's uh, praised, um, you know, uh, my opponents, my Republican opponents' uh, father-in-law, uh, you know, uh, Bernie Marino. Okay. Um, over the past, and and so it, for me, what it looks like is is that here's the facts. August election didn't go the way that the Republicans wanted to. And just a reminder for everybody, August election was when they were trying to change the way that the Ohio people vote um, on amendments to our state constitution. It was either a, a majority vote, simple majority, which is, you know, 50 plus one, or they wanted to turn it into a 60 plus one um, vote. And so, like, if you don't get over 60 percent, you can't change the U.S., I'm sorry, the, the Ohio constitution. And the, the Ohio people were like, nah, screw that. We're, we we want to keep it the same. Somewhat bipartisan. Oh, oh it, well, it was overwhelmingly <laughs> yeah. like bipartisan. Um, and then there was the and then in November with abortion rights on the ballot uh, again the same thing. It, it, Republicans came out to support abortion rights, and so it was like you know fifty seven fifty eight percent for abortion rights when it came to legalizing um, marijuana. 
uh, on the ballot. Again, 57, 58% voted for it. Um, and, and so, and so with those numbers, I think the Republicans see that in, so, in very populist issues, right, and I'm going to say populist issues, the state is not a Republican in, or red state in air quotes. Couldn't it's, agree more. It's a purple state or mm -hmm. a... Obama just, won it twice. Or, or, or just a common sense state. Right. Right. Just don't have the <clears throat> Personal government. rights, common sense. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And so what I feel is that um, the, the Republicans are finding, are, are finding that um, they, they, they saw the numbers, in my, in, at least in my district and some other districts around Ohio, and they said, look, if the district votes the way that, they, that we saw in August and November and some of the other, uh, I guess, sentiments out there, then we will lose that district because the numbers add up that says, hey, if everybody voted like they did in August and November for a Democratic candidate, or, or me, or a moderate, or a, a bridge builder, whatever you want to call, my, call myself, um, then the Republican candidate will lose, straight up. And so me personally, I think that they put this guy into the race to kind of like slow me down, to... Um, make you spend your resources and spend focus. The, and spend everything. the money, the focus, and all mm -hmm. these other things. And and it just seems, it seems very um, structured. It seems very deliberate that this person's in the race because there is no history of him being a Democrat besides right. him running for Congress back in 1982 against, or in the 80s sometimes, or maybe it was 90s against Mary Rose Oker or something like that. Like it was a while ago. Hmm. And, and, but since then he's been a Republican. And again, I'm not going to be, I'm, again, I'm not going to say, oh, Republican, you know, whatever, he's a bad guy, but there's no proof or track record that he sh deserves to be a, the Democratic nom nominee. And if he put some work into it and said, hey, you know what, I was out there, I, I did these things, I even voted, I mean, he didn't even vote in the, in the 2022 or, or 2023 um, Democratic elections or primaries, Okay. you know? So there's no record of him being a Democrat, he's just now running as a Democrat. So for me, it looks like plant. It yeah. looks like purposeful. It looks like somebody called somebody and said, hey, put this guy in here to s slow these guys down. Sure, sure. Yeah, strategic. Um, so was he there? Did he do a 15-minute <clears throat> interview? or He did. Okay. Did, did he, do we know, does he take a stand on August issue one and November issue ones? Or? I, I, I don't know. And honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because he yeah. was... He, it, it, it honestly doesn't matter because he wasn't out there doing the work. It, yeah, you're you're a, you're like me. You're a a petition signature monster. A, a get out a GOTV monster. You've been out a lot and burned a lot of calories since I've since we've been more hanging out. Oh yeah, man. I mean, see, I think but see, that's what we've always talked about. There's a handful of people that honestly go out there and do the work right. every time there's an issue. If there's an issue, you see the same people with the signs. You see the same people with the positions. That's you see right. the same. It's and, its and own it, little community. It is, and in a in a state of uh, you know 11 million people, there literally is probably a five-digit number, a low five-digit number of people all across the state that actually go out and do the work. Yeah. You know, on both sides. Right. And I'm not talking about hundreds of thousands. I'm talking about 10, 20,000, 20,000 Republicans and 20,000 Democrats mm -hmm. all over the state of 11 million that go out and do the work, yeah. right? And so if you don't show up and do the work um, when these issues come around, then like what, what, what 
proof you do you have that you're going to do the work in the future? And then again, if these things are so important to you that you feel that you should run for Congress, why weren't you out there when, when the work sure. was getting done? You know, and I mean, that's and that goes back to why you were ran for ran for mayor. You know, it's just like, hey, how can I complain about the state of things in Cleveland if I don't go out there and do the work myself? That's right. Right. And that's why you did PB Clee. And that's why you did, uh, you know, all the other things that you advocated for. Yeah. If 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 you're not putting your own sweat into it, you know, you're more just want to be a um, politician because maybe you want some fame or you want the benefits, the, the pay and the benefits or, uh, yeah, fame, you want friends, you want to be part of some community or you, maybe you're lonely or something like that. Uh, you just, or you want the stump, you want a platform, things like that. Uh, I think there's a lot of folks that, um, like in Democrats in Cleveland, I don't think that they are married to being Democrats. I think that they know that Cleveland is 80% <coughs> Democratic voting or something. Right. So it's like, well, I'm, I'm okay, I'm a Dem I want to be a successful politician. I want to everybody to know me at the most popular restaurants in town or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Democrat. I'm running as a Democrat. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, and, right. and that's Cleveland for a long time. So Oh, 100%. I mean, you, you, you bring up a really good point. When you have a a uniparty within a certain region, everybody becomes that party, mm -hmm. right? Or else you can't win. That's right. You know, so yeah. so the Democratic Party right now has a lot of, uh, either you call it moderate Democrats or moderate Republicans, or just Republicans. And, and to that point, the Cleveland Dems, right? They And when we talk about making you spend your resources and stuff, the Cleveland <clears throat> Dems, they spent 100x, a thousand x times their money and their message, their platform, their words on the anti-PB as opposed to pro-abortion rights. They were very quiet on, wait, I'm wait, talking wait, about wait. Cleveland. Yeah, you're talking about Cleveland City Council. And yes, those people, Cleveland City Council. Not the Democratic yeah. Party. No, no, no. Not, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm just, talking about your Cleveland mayor and city council. Right, office. right, right. It was like, wait a minute, y'all been campaigning on women's rights, women's choice, reproductive rights, all your campaigns, well, now it's on the ballot because nobody's ever, just like federally, nobody's ever going to make it happen. Not Barack Obama, not Sherrod Brown, not nobody. Now it's actually on the ballot. We think we got a bipartisan consensus here in Ohio, and you're spending all your time, all your door knocking, all your uh, media, earned media on this PB thing. Well, PB is peanuts compared to abortion, you right, know? And, right. and, and so that was that was another example of exactly what you're talking about with this guy now flipping all of a sudden from the last 20 years, given to Mitt Romney, you know, 20 years, now all of a sudden he's a Democrat. Eh, that's probably more a what works for you thing than you really care about what the Democrats stand for versus what the Republicans stand for. I, I, I think he was recruited by the, by some Republicans. And, you know, somebody told, said it to me the same way. They're like, either A, it's a, you know, constructive plan that says, yeah. that said, hey, we need you to do this in order to to achieve this goal. You might, you're probably not gonna win, but you're gonna do this. Mm -hmm. And if you do win, and, that's great. And whether you win or lose, he may end up with a crony job. Right. You know, he may he may get whatever he wants out of the state Republicans. Right. Or the other or the other thought um, was that, you know, maybe he's just very, um, uh, he's able to be manipulated quite a bit and somebody just basically, instead of Easily having- Easily influenced genuinely. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, hey, just like, hey, you know what? You'd be really good at this. Somebody came in and put it in his ear and he said, oh, I'm gonna do this, right? And it's like, you're the guy for the job. And then he says, you know, and and you know what? Now, I, I don't want to say easy to influence. I if somebody said the same thing and they said they I need if somebody said this to me, I need you to do the thing. I would do the thing too. 
It's not like I, would, I think I'm the greatest or whatever in an ego, you know, whatever. But it's just like, hey, we need you to do this. I'm like, oh, okay, that, sure. That's a weird <laughs> That's a weird thing. Like the, the whole somebody put it in your head. They incepted, right? The movie Inception. Exactly. They kind of incepted the fact that you'd be good for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think, I, I can't, I don't even, I couldn't pick your point, the, your primary point out of the lineup, but I do think that that happens in politics a lot. Oh, yeah, I of course. I do think that that happens in And that they start kind of uh, feeling themselves, right? And like, I would be good for this. I really care about my neighbors, <laughs> you know? And, and it's like, 100%. you know, and when you get in with like run for something or for some of these consulting firms, then they're giving you your message. I see you in this lane, right? right. Keep your message to three points, no more. It's like, well, <clears throat> but I really care about six things. It's like, well, that doesn't work based on our polling, you know, based on our research, you know. Sure. People are very easily influenced, yeah. And I'm, I'm not excluding myself from that. People are easily influenced. Oh, 100%. I think, especially if you're willing to, you know, help out. I mean, I think there's... So, so I mean, again, I think that this is coordinated. Um, I think that this is a plan. I think he is a plant. Um, and but then again, I, at the same time, I don't want to discourage people from being involved, right? Yes. So, there, so for me, with this is one as running as a, he's in the primary with me, and I want to win. I am very being very, what's the word? Very competitive and very hostile toward him, because get out of my way. You know, and that's my job to get you out of my way. At the same time, um, there is the line that I want to balance that says, hey, I get it. If you do really believe this and you really want to, you know, do something in the future or if you want to, you know, be part of the Democratic Party or you believe in these certain things or you want to whatever you believe. Right. I don't want to discourage you because I'm being so competitive and, and, and combative with you. Right. That's that's great perspective. That's uh that's quite a uh, tough, open-minded kind of line to toe. I mean, because they're, 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 he might be genuine. I don't yeah, want, I don't right. want to discredit him being genuine. Right. It's just at the same time you have no track record. We're you, not you, a fly on his walls, but I, we know what you've been doing August, September last year, two years I ago. Could, <laughs> I, I could care care less. Just get the hell out of my way. You know, that's that's the thing. It looks like you're a plant. It looks like this is co coordinated. This is collusion. Um, and if after this is over and you are still around, then great. Right. You know, but if not right now, I'm not, I'm not hearing you. Yeah. Right. So that's it. That, that's how, that's the way I feel about this. And so in my race now, uh, we have, I have a primary. Um, somebody else filed, Dennis Kucinich filed for, filed with the FEC. Um, but he did not get his signatures yet. And that is very clear. Actually, let me double check Maybe that. like 4,300 or something like that. I think it's like 3,300. 30, okay. I think it's like 3,300, maybe 37, something around there. Yeah, I thought it was over 4,000 on that for independent Congress, but... No, it depends on... It's, it's so hard to keep everything straight. It, it depends on the um, district, so it's like a percentage of how many people voted for governor. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, so if you have a high turnout district, like this one is, then you need more. For example, like a low turnout district like Ohio 11, you need less. You need less. Okay. You know, even though the, the constituency is the same, the turnout is different. Sure, sure. Um, so... <clears throat> he has filed with the FEC. However, he did not um, turn in his signatures yet. So, and that would be to the state, to, to the yeah, to the state, sir. To uh, Cuyahoga County. Oh, Cuyahoga County. Right. The the, the largest. Even though your your uh, district encompasses Summit <clears throat> as well. Some so, so 
the board, so the board of elections, you go, your petitions get turned into the the largest board of elections in the district. Gotcha. And, or, or so that's the seat. And we, so it's, and we know that's Cuyahoga County in Ohio. So that is that's Cleveland and Cuyahoga. Um, so if it was like there's the old district that encompassed where I live, and it went down into you know Medina and Summit, and so in that that case turned them into Akron. Oh God! Right, and if Akron was cut out, and there's Canton in there, and then you had maybe Worcester, or whatever, it would be Canton, right? <clears throat> um, wait, no, wait, 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 no. That. I'm sorry, Canton wouldn't be there um, because it's not because that's Summit. It might be Akron. I'm not too sure actually how that. You're would just work. saying whatever's the biggest exactly county exactly. is who, who you're, the board of elections you got to deal with. Exactly, exactly, <clears throat> exactly. And I had that, my last example messed up, but you get what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, he has to turn it into he has to collect those signatures. And he has to turn it into. Um, to Cuyahoga County, um, and then if they're valid, he gets on the, on the ballot. So as of right now, everybody's writing that says Dennis Kucinich is coming in this race. Not yet. Maybe, so he, maybe not. Yeah. It's like he has to do the work. I mean, and, and to be perfectly yeah. honest with you, as you know, mm -hmm. getting over three thousand signatures, valid signatures, is a bitch. It's no joke. You either got to spend out. You either got to spend out a, a lot of money or a lot of time or a combination of both. It's extremely, it's extremely hard because somebody will sign that maybe they moved 18 months ago and they never updated their address and they're putting their current address, boom, that signature doesn't count, even though they actually are a registered voter. A lot of people, you get their signature, they're very nice to you, they're very positive, like, oh yeah, I hope you win. <clears throat> Come to look their name up, they're not even registered to vote. They, you know what I mean? So if you need 3,000 signatures, you really got to get no less than 5,000. And really, to be safe, you should be getting no less than 6,000. So, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you're in my racer, it's a lot of turn into 3x what, you're, what you need. So, I mean, it's a, it's simple. You need 50. So, you can turn it into 150. I turned it into 150. I should look up how many I got valid. They're probably around, you know. Yeah. yeah you probably got more than half. More than half is usually valid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, serious. I mean, yeah, so something like Kucinich, when you're talking about those kinds of numbers, I would say you'd want at least 5,000. Yeah, I mean, he he um, he had a team getting signatures for him for the mayor thing. Um, he ran for governor before that. <clears throat> I don't know how much he's really into electoral <clears throat> politics. You know, me and you, we encourage everybody to run. Like you're saying, even your opponent, like, hey, I hope you stick around. I hope you're really fighting the good fight for the sake of the community. Uh, I don't know. Dennis has been out of Congress for a long time. He came third when everybody was sure he was going to be one of the top two for mayor. Everybody was. I thought he was fourth. Uh, I think he was third. I think there was, was Bib, Kevin Kelly, Kelly, then Kucinich. Then it was like uh, Bashir, sure wasn't, um, Zach Reed. I thought Sandra Jones would beat him out. I don't think uh, Bashir Jones beat him out. Okay, I'm looking it up. You you talk. It go up. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I just. Um, as somebody who campaigned against him and was at all the debates with him, um, I'm, I'm a fan of Dennis, Dennis. I make no bones about that. But I just think he, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, right? Because you can change your tune in a heartbeat. But he ran for governor. He, he ran for mayor. And he, you know, he didn't do that well. And he's a national name. People know him in Washington State. They know him in Washington, D.C. They know him in Florida. They know him in Texas. They know him in Maine. The, the Dennis Kucinich is a national name, but here locally, um, you know, I just don't think he runs a, um, as big of a campaign operation as he could, right? Basically, what I'm saying is Kevin Kelly and, and Bibb had more money and more people 
you know, and uh, therefore they came first and second, right? Money, money talks. You're right. He came in third. Yeah, he came in third, and, and that's and he's one of the most famous names in Cleveland politics. And and right. and Bib and Kevin Kelly were were. I mean, some people knew Kevin Kelly. You know, he's been the council president, but people really haven't been voting in much in the time he's been council president. Again, Dennis Kucinich, a national name, and he came third in that, which I think a lot of people were shocked by. I wasn't shocked by it. As a matter of fact, I told people I didn't think he would come in the top two because, again, I saw those other campaigns and I saw his campaign. So, uh, you know, if you're just going to roll out your name, you got to do more than that. You got you got to do a little bit more than that. Well, you know, I'm happy he's running, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how everything turns out again. And he has to get the, the signatures um, until that happens. I mean, I think that... You're focused on your primary opponent, probably. Well, I mean, no matter if he comes in the race or not, he doesn't have a primary. He's an independent. Um, yeah. And yeah. so I don't really... He's not on my radar at, the, at this point. And do you know when's his due date for those? <clears throat> the 18th of March. Okay. So he has, he has plenty of time. Yeah. He yeah. has plenty of time. It's just... I don't know, man. I mean, I, it depends on if he started getting those signatures or not. That... That's just no joke. That's just no joke. I mean, if he has a couple circulators, I mean, all they have to do is stand out in front of, like, a liquor store, like you said, for a, yeah. a month, and they're fine. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and get the signatures. Um, and they all have to come from the district. It, it, well, let's, let's, I mean, let, yeah, let's see. I, I, I don't know how it's going to work out. So let, let's see if he actually gets, gets the signatures. But, you know, I, I, and honestly, I'm, I'm happy he's in the race. Yes, um, yes. You know, I have... I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. It just going to make things interesting. Yeah, to be you, you can't be um, pro democracy, right? You talk about this like you got to model democracy. You can't be <clears throat> like, hey, I'm here to save democracy, and then it's like, so we don't need any elections. Just pick me. Like <laughs> that's not really democracy. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is the. Um, <laughs> see, the, the the weirdest thing is once you run, it, it's like. It, it all goes out the window. It's like you want to run unopposed, one hundred thousand percent, and it's just like, yeah, everybody, it, 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 democracy for everybody else but me, right? One hundred percent, and that's how you feel. But you know, it's not. You know, it's not right. Yeah. yeah you know, I, you know, you want to have democracy. The more, the more people in there, the more choice for the people. You know, get people involved, it, the better. One hundred percent. Yeah. But it, right when you get in that race, you're just like, no, nah, everybody got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and coming from and coming from the way that I did things, which is very outside the box, I, I didn't really want to raise and waste a bunch of money uh on on promoting my name or something like that you know i and i i knew the media wouldn't really give me a fair shake you know to see some of kind of people that i would call friends i mean i still call them friends but all these like team bib campaign machiners being like debello should drop out like and then and then the next sentence it's like Biden's here to save democracy, or we need to save democracy. We need to fight for democracy. And then your next sentence is, "Hey, I really think DeBello should drop out." It's like that's really educational for me because it's like you talk about it all the time. You have to model democracy. You should want people to have their choices. I was certainly preaching different policies than other candidates. I think you know, me and Dennis were probably to the left of the. I was probably to the left of Dennis. And Dennis was probably to the left of the other five, you know. So uh, that really was educational for me. Like, I've got people who I'm pleasant with, you know, people who I'm pleasant with, who I always hear talking about, like, Joe Biden saving democracy. And it's like, DeBello needs to drop out of the race. It's like, well, okay, that's not really democracy. I'm the only one talking about stopping stadium funding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one comment on, on the media is I, I think it's really interesting that the media has already jumped all over Dennis. Um considering he's not officially in the race yet. And I think that's something that people have, is, I, I don't know if, 
by accident overlooked um, or irresponsibly overlooked. And if he doesn't have the signatures, he's not on the ballot. Right. And so it's like, oh, we have these write-ups, the news, you know, not only the local papers, but the national papers are like, Dennis Kucinich is running for Congress again. And it's like, not really. Not we'll yet. See. Just we'll because see. he says he is doesn't mean he's on the ballot. You've got to be on the ballot. We'll see. Right? And, and that's why the, one of the edge of the seats things that, that when you run for office is you get your signatures, you turn them in, and then you just wait for them to validate them. And you're yeah. sort of like, am I going to be on the ballot? Because here's the thing is once you submit your signatures, you don't have a do-over. You get a 10-day cure. At least I had a, would, have, would have had a 10-day cure period if I needed a cure. It, it's just, uh, you know, everybody writes their stuff differently. But I do want to, you know, comment on, on people saying dropping out. I, I don't think that dropping out is anti-democratic. I think that people see, like, you're not going to be the person. Um, and no offense to your race, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like going over into this Vivek thing and him dropping out after the, after the Iowa primary. And it's like, okay, so we had Trump get the, the lion's share, then we had DeSantis and then Nikki Haley. And then Vivek got, I think, 7.4%. Seven, yeah. And, and you know, you're, at, at one point it's like, okay, do you continue to, and he's chipping, chipping away at Trump. And I know Trump's team probably called him and said, hey, bro, come on, just drop out and endorse us, come travel with us. You know, maybe there's a well, cabinet position in there for you or something. And of course there is. That's, but that's, I would term that cronyism. See, I completely disagree with that, with that line of thinking because in this country and at this time, especially in, in a place like Cleveland, essentially, and we're going to talk about this with Iowa, I hope, essentially, if you put on, you know, Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck on the ballot, people have their choice if any of these people make me roll out of bed. I get 30 <laughs> days to vote. I can vote early. If any of these people make me roll out of bed to actually go cast a vote, or are they all just one and the same but wearing different clothes with different looks? And for me personally, I, yeah, I only got 1.6% of the vote, but I went on the I went on the um, like Ohio City Facebook group page like the night before the election. My, actually, it wasn't me; it was my wife. She's like, "Oh my god, you got to see this! You got to see this!" And it was like, "I I can't stand the other six. I'm only uh, I know he has no chance, but I, I'm I'm only voting to Bellow." And then the comments under it like, "Thank God there's somebody else so excited to vote to Bellow. You know, so excited to vote to Bellow." And like right now, if you look at what just happened in Iowa, people are like, "Well, Trump won easily. Trump won easily. Ninety-six percent of." Iowans didn't vote for anybody, you know, didn't vote yeah, for anybody. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> and so in <laughs> Cleveland and in a lot of places, people are choosing the candidate. You're all the same, not rolling out of bed. I know I have 30 days to vote, 30 days to get the Board, board of Elections. I'm not voting. Back in Cleveland in the 1960s and the 1970s, turnout was 75, 80%. You know what I mean? And so uh, we're in a much different time now, and these candidates, people don't believe them, and they're not really distinguishing themselves from one another. I, I, I don't know if I agree with all of this yet. Um, I, I don't know yet, but I, it, it might be just the electoral system that we have. You know, if it was more of like a ranked choice, then maybe oh, get, get, yes. getting out of bed would be more. But I mean, if you're talking about the system that we do have, like a winner, winner takes all, then you know what you, you are doing is you are, for example, Vivek staying in, being a very Trumpian candidate, you're taking away from Trump's base, if it's 7% of Trump's base, um, then what he's doing is hurting Trump in, in the future. So it's like, it's like in a winner-take-all system, then him getting out is better because then again, you don't know if you're actually going to 
take away enough that you're going to have other people win. And that's the problem with the winner take all, right? There isn't the ranked choice first, first, second, third, you know. And you I can love ranked choice. And you yeah. can shuffle, shuffle it around. So, I mean, it's, it's a, that's why they keep talking about third party spoilers, you know? Um, it's like, it, right. RFK, what is RFK Jr. going to, and, and that's the biggest conversation. Did Ralph Nader, then every time you talk Jill about third Stein, party, well, Ralph, Nader. Ralph Nader cost Al Gore. Well, it's like, well, Ralph Nader's like, okay, but who am I going to vote for? I'm not voting for Al Gore. Al Gore's no different than George W. Bush to me personally. Right. I want to vote for somebody that's talking about whatever the issues were 20 years ago and even now, right? Whether it's RFK or something like this. Again, these candidates are people don't see them as different from one another. And I think people were, uh, you know, I don't know, I can't really speak for Republicans, but I think Republicans were excited for a guy like Trump that is calling it the swamp because the swamp's all the same and all this. But in Iowa, just here now recently, I mean, let's call Trump, uh, the closest thing that Trump is to like is an incumbent, the Republican presidential incumbent, even though he's not the incumbent president right now mm -hmm. he's really kind of the incumbent republican candidate and not that many people and i went out to vote for him they might tell you oh it was negative 20 it was negative 30 degrees or something I, I, like that. I, well we got to push back on this first of all it was super cold and second of all a lot of people did go out it wasn't the it wasn't like um the 2016 where i think it was like 170,000 people it was 110,000 people which mm -hmm. was not nowhere near the lowest either so i mean it, it has it's probably like the amount of people went that went out is right probably right in the middle um, here, I'm going to put up the numbers right yeah, now. Yeah, pull them up. Yeah. Well, you have to start saying something while I'm looking well, for this, by Well, you know, again, I, I just think um, we were talking about with Vivek and Trump, and that was the main thing I put on the list today, is that's really narrative-based. I mean, to say, hey, Vivek is a Trump-like character, and he's stealing Trumpers. Well, Vivek... And maybe his wife, right? Let's talk about Vivek's wife, right? Because I have a wife that had to watch me not get voted for and things like that. And my wife would break my balls. She would be like, well, you have to earn my vote. You have to earn my vote. You have to earn my vote. Well, Vivek and his wife, right? They're saying all these Trumpers, all these people voting for Trump are, are, stealing, are stealing our votes. They're stealing our votes. We're for term limits. We're for, uh, I don't know, whatever, we're, whatever Vivek's for, you know. But it's like... <clears throat> Is there a distinction between DeSantis, Chris Christie, Haley, Trump, and Vivek? <clears throat> I'm not sure there is, you know, and I think a lot of people aren't sure there is. And that's why, you know, you're looking up the numbers, but way, 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 way more people didn't vote than chose to vote, you know. And so I think if somebody had some populist messages on, right, right like you're talking about with abortion in Ohio, <clears throat> But as a Republican, I don't know that you're allowed to get the stage if you take non-Republican kind of stances. You know what I mean? So uh, I just have my doubts that Vivek uh, and Trump are different on policy, and one They're not is different on policy. That's the point. No, 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 no. But but different than Haley and DeSantis either. You know what I mean? Like I don't see that. Oh, Vivek is stealing from Trump. He's probably stealing a little bit from DeSantis, a little bit from Haley, a little bit from Trump. He got seven and a half percent, you know. Those people wanted to vote for Trump, they would. You know, they would, it's simple as that. And nonetheless, and Trump's still uh, a huge favorite. If Trump's pro-democracy, you know, I, you can keep the, you can have people stay in the race, you can win the election, and you can still offer him a cabinet position. You know, you can still offer him a cabinet position. So we've got this weird system of uh, 
you know, cronyism that I, I'm really kind of turned off by. And so, yes, I'm railing on the system, right? That's what I'm doing. I'm railing on the system. So I, I just I just clicked on like seven sites to try okay. to get these numbers, and all the articles are, are the exact same. They're they're the exact same. Oh man! It just is it, is it that Google. What's that Google messing with you? <laughs> no, it's, it's it's the it's the uh, media it's a, machine that just gets one article and circul yeah. circulates it for everybody, and they che don't actually do check like their the own Des Moines work. Register because I I looked it up and this I, is really it's annoying. It's the, yeah. literally the same article on all these. I'm at number mm -hmm. ten now, and I'm trying to find one with like a list of the which because because everybody says <clears throat> it doesn't matter. I mean, it does. It does matter. It does up. matter. That's a big. That's a big Republican issue. Is uh, okay. So you know. the GOP voters, you know, uh, like I said, one ten showed up, and then it was like one eighty seven in twenty sixteen. It's the lowest since twenty twenty. Um, I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but um, let's see. The um, anyway, it was low. It was it was the lowest it since twenty twenty. Yeah, it was the lowest since twenty twenty. I I'm gonna say I don't know, man. I don't know what what, what the. I think it's really premature to say that oh people aren't excited or whatever. I mean, it, when you had the also the coldest day for a caucus on record. Yeah, I mean that's what people say about Brexit. They say, well, it wouldn't have passed except it was really it was really bad outside, and the young people that were not for Brexit they they just didn't come out because of the weather. But the old people came out. The old people came out, and so again there are these narratives out there. Uh, you know, I don't know. I th I think people vote if they want to vote, and they don't vote if they don't want to vote. And I, I don't know. I, I look. I, I I trade stocks quite a bit, and you, you, you see that like different days give, gives you different different results. A sunny day in the Midwest, you know, and all the Midwest states is going to give give the stocks a bit of a boost, like okay. in, in Chicago or whatever. And then like, it's 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 weird. It is absolutely weird if you're having like. And different events too, like news events will you know change it. So if like you wake up and like they have the blazing like the the doom and gloom and it's really popular, like the stocks will will tank on that. You know every kind of like the CPI numbers will tank the stock. It's like all these things where people are like, oh, um, it's because of this. It's very hard to say it's one thing. Yes. But but it's also hard. It's also not accurate to say that it is. It is not of that thing either. It's a pizza pie of of things that issues and things that matters. And it's so. No, no, I, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. Things that everything and, matters, and it's, the weather does matter. Sure, sure. If you're negative forty, if if freaking matters. But I don't, I don't. It actually might not know be the only thing, was. but yes. I don't think it's going to be. But to say that it's not, I think that that's not true as well. Well, I, and what I, I, I what I'll that. say is again, what I'll <laughs> say is getting look at the the 2016 Republican primary, and look at the city of Cleveland, right? Whether it's Carl Stokes or or Justin Bibb, what I'm saying matters the most is if. Uh, you believe a candidate is going to improve this place instead of continue the decline of it. And I don't think that <clears throat> right now in either primary or with these independents, and I'm even talking, well, I know we're going to guess some R uh, VP picks, but you got RFK, you got Cornell West, you got Jill Stein that I'm aware of. Um, I'm not sure who I'm not aware of because uh, I've been having a baby and all that. But uh, I don't think that this pool of candidates led by the incumbent, Joe Biden, is getting regular Americans whose jobs, you know, who uh, aren't, you know, connected to somebody who might get a cabinet position or might get appointed to work under the governor or something in their state or the R their local RNs, their state uh, GOP party, their state DNC party. You know, there is a lot of connectedness, right? People are connected. But I think that people that are unconnected right now are the most i think we're getting into the most apathetic that it's been in a long time we'll see if the numbers match 
um, Biden versus Trump won. I don't know. I, I have my doubts on that. What do you mean? What well, was what? It was um, 80 million to 70 million or something like that. You know, like approximately. 84, yeah, 84 to like 79 or 84 something. 84 to 73 or something like that. No, that no, was that big of a difference. I thought it was like, I thought it was, it was kind of a big difference. Maybe 82 to 73 or something. 2020 presidential election results. Yeah, um, I think I think it'll be lower than that on both. I think Trump will get lower, and I think Biden. Oh, will get eighty-one lower. to seventy-four. Eighty-one, seventy-four, seven million difference. Okay, yeah. so eighty-one <laughs> to seventy-four. That's about half the country, right? Um, I think it's going to be lower for both, and I know we'll we'll bet on this more as the time comes close. Yeah. Okay. So the bet that we're taking today is who's going to be Donald Trump's running mate. Oh, do we want to talk? Do we want to uh, talk about Joe Biden in the New Hampshire primary coming up? Well. Since he's a writing candidate, I mean, the only thing that I'm I've been hearing about New Hampshire is about the Republicans and how much money Nikki Haley's been sending. That I know that we talked on our podcast last week that Biden is actually not on their ballot for some types of technicality reasons. Uh, man, we have, what do you think about that? I mean, who? I mean, well, see, so I just listened to a whole um, a political deep dive, and they're doing oh, they're, great. They're talking about the primary and, and that whole situation over there. But the thing with, with Biden is, um, well, he pissed him off because it was always, you know, the New Hampshire primaries, right? They, the DNC wanted to to change the order. Right. Okay. Exactly. And, and so, you know, the New Hampshire is not, they're not happy about it. Yeah. They're not happy about it. So Biden Biden's doing this write-in. Um, and, and more than likely he's going to win, even with a write-in campaign. Because um, he's only against Marion Williamson, Dean... Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips, okay. Right. Right. So, I mean, Dean seems like he's putting down the groundwork. It looks like he's getting, out, out, you know, some turnout over there. Uh, I think that, you know, just being on the ballot and not having to write in Joe Biden, uh, is, you're, I think it's going to be a competitive race for Dean and, and, uh, and, and, and Joe. But I still think Joe's going to pull it off just because... He's the incumbent and the president. Well, I just lost the guy's last name. You had to say Phillips. I, I knew it, but I, I did, it's not on the tip of my tongue, right? It's not embedded into right. my awareness. So right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's obvious that he's on, he doesn't have much movement after this, I mean, to be honest with you. Be, the only reason why he might have a competitive advantage is because he, Biden's a write-in. But, yeah, but, and, I, and I do know Marianne Williamson from, from <clears throat> the last run. You know, I'm not unfamiliar with Marianne Williamson. But, yeah, but... The long, long story short is New Hampshire's not happy about it. Yeah, and they shouldn't be. Why mess with uh, the again the democratic process? Uh, all I hear about from the Democrats is we have to protect democracy. But what Biden has a stranglehold on South Carolina, so you're going to change what we've been doing for decades, so you could try and get South Carolina first or something like that. That that's that. Of course, you that would piss you off if you're somebody who lived your whole life and politically active in New Hampshire. Of course, that would piss you off. Right. I think. Yeah. No. I mean, it, I, it, they, they're not happy about it. And so he, they might get some protest votes against him just because of that as well. They might say, "Oh well, you know, I, I'll vote for him against Trump. I'm a lifelong Dem, but I'm, you know, he tried to he tried to fuck with our influence, our order in the primaries. You know, I'm 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 voting for one of the other two because of that in the primary." Oh, yeah. 100%. And remember, uh, New Hampshire in the 2020 Democratic primary. So going into the primaries, you know, so Joe lost Iowa. Buttigieg won. Um, then Sanders won New Hampshire and then followed by Buttigieg. Um, and then Klobuchar won. And then Joe was number five. Right right above Tom Steyer. Um, so, and Tulsi. Tulsi was up there, too. Um, so, yeah, I don't... 
I, 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 I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I get a. It's obvious. It's obvious they want Joe to come out of, of the gate with a, with a win in the primary. Um, you know, just to show that, you know, hey, look at look how many people vote for Joe Biden, and I think New Hampshire really scared them. Even though Joe did pull it off after the after the whole thing was said and done, which just makes me wonder why uh, Vivek actually jo- dropped from the Republican primary since we see that people have yeah. come back after the Ohio, Iowa primary. However, didn't Obama win the Iowa primary when he ran? Eight? Yeah, he did win, but like Clinton <clears throat> was surprised. Did, many people have not. Many people have not <clears throat> won Iowa and gone on to win the presidency. Right, right. So, which was kind of surprising. Um, anyway, they're pissed off. Long story yeah. short, is they're pissed off. Um, we're, doing, we're talking a lot about Republican politics today. Um, Donald Trump's running mate, who do you think? Okay, so um, like we, we were talking a little bit before we started, uh, the new rumor is this uh, House Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, is yeah. that how you say her name? Yeah. But um, you know, I don't know enough about her, and I, I know that's the current headline, but the, you know, the news cycles change literally daily. Um, so. For me personally, I've always thought is going to be one of two people, Vivek or Tucker Carlson. And, mm-hmm. and so um, that's where I thought like a long what, time. What's, what's your reasoning out. behind that? Because I have reasoning against that. Well, I think they're trying to get people to the polls, <laughs> and I, I think they're trying to get Republicans to the polls. And um, you need um, a populist, non-swamper. You can't pick Mitch McConnell. You cannot pick somebody that has a long career in politics, um, that has a record. You know, this is how Bib and J.D. Vance won in, in Cleveland and Ohio recently. They're not swampers, right? You said Ohio's a common sense state. Obama won Ohio twice. Trump won Ohio, Ohio twice. I would say the one... I don't know if Trump was common sense, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but okay, let me, let me yes, because I, I agree, right? And I completely agree with you on that. But, I, but, but their message again, was... Again, everybody, anybody who says they under, don't understand why Trump won is, is silly. Exactly. But, I, but I don't know if he was... But he's definitely not yes, the best choice. Exactly, like, exactly choice. because for me personally, I was... I'll tell you now. I'll say it like this. I was conned by Barack Obama. He told me, right, he's going to end lobbying in, on K Street, um, you know, try and get money out of politics, try to codify Roe, be the first thing I do. He didn't do it. Trump says, we're going to drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp and build a wall, right? Those were kind of his two things. Well, I guess he started building a wall, but I don't care about that issue. I don't think you need a wall. And he did not drain the swamp. Matter of fact, he started pardoning kind of criminals. You know, he's pardoning um, uh, ex-politicians who were caught in bribery or RICO or something like that. And so uh, I feel like Trump is a a member of the swamp now, just like Obama. And so uh, I say that to say, you can't pick Nikki Haley. You can't pick Ron DeSantis. You can't pick Mitch McConnell. You know, you you can't pick a a lifer from of Washington, DC. It's gotta be somebody that can con the people into thinking this guy, if Trump dies, is going to get in there and change things. He's a rabble rouser. We got to change Washington. We got to drain the swamp, you know? And so that's why Vivek has no history in elected office. I don't believe, I don't, you know, he's just been a businessman. And Tucker Carlson is somebody that you can say, hey, they fired him from Fox. They fired him from the mainstream media. He he talks about the stuff that we need to hear, you know? He's saying what they don't want you to say. So whether I agree with that or not, and by the way, I disagree with that, 
I, that's why those are my picks. He cannot pick a Mike Pence. He cannot pick a Ron DeSantis. He can't pick a Mitch McConnell. That's my thoughts on, on the Trump VP situation. Okay. I'm going to disagree because there's a couple of things. Number one is everybody's saying Vivek right now because, you know, Vivek dropped and he's popular and he's on the and everybody just who, endorsed Trump. Well, because everybody who likes Trump's also likes Vivek and the, in no, yes, dude. I don't think you can paint them all with one brush. 100% you can. 100%. People who like Trump like Vivek. People who like Vivek, are, its second choice is going to be Trump. They're not going to go from Nikki, Nikki Haley to fucking Vivek. It's not happening. Um, people, Trump, Trumpers don't usually like Nikki Haley in, in, in general. Um, <clears throat> and so, long story short, is you're going to have, with a Vivek pick, you're going to have two like candidates getting the like base. I think it's just too too similar. And the thing, one thing you have to realize is a lot of Republicans don't like Trump, yeah. right? And so if you have a Trump on a Trump, on Trump like, it's like having a chocolate cake with chocolate frosting when, when it comes to ch Trump. Some people don't like chocolate, so they're not going to have that. If you had chocolate and vanilla with maybe strawberry cake or some strawberries on top, maybe somebody would be like, oh, okay, I feel like it. Yeah, That's what, I, I think this is great analysis. <clears throat> I do think you're right about what we're So saying. you can't have a Trump and Trump to try to get the, the, the majority of the Republicans. Also, I think Vivek's also kind of like, if you will, an alpha. And I think that they would butt heads quite a bit. Like, you, Trump does not want, and Trump is a, Trump's a bully. Trump's a bully. He's going to come in and he's going to bully his way there. Vivek's not going to be allowed to be, uh, a, he's not going to allow that hap to happen. So I think they'll butt heads. So I think Vivek's out because of that. I think the same thing with Tucker. I think T Tucker's base is more of like a, a Trump base as well, a Vivek base. And so therefore you're not going to get the turnout that you need because you have Trump. Just because people like um, Tucker doesn't mean that he's going to pull out the other Republicans or the Republican-leaning independents that, to vote for Trump because Tucker's on the on, on the ticket. You need some. That's why I, that's why Pence was there. Pence was more of a passive dude, more of like a let's go in the back, back seat. Let's just you know shut up and do the job. Uh, he's more of an operator. Um, he he got the evangelicals in there under Trump's side, and he expanded the election. You know, um, for for all these people. So that's why I I would say that Trump needs somebody that is. Um, one, a good communicator. Um, two, knows how to follow orders and stay on the back and make sure that Trump has the spotlight and they don't. That's another thing. That about was the make. fallout between him and Mike Pence. <clears throat> that was not the fallout. I mean, he, the, no, the fallout. Pence was never a threat to Trump. Vivek would be a threat to Trump. Vivek will uh, garner just as much attention as Trump does. That's the problem. Trump will hate that, in my opinion. Um, so I think that either it's going to be uh, somebody like. I think Christy Noem is still on the list. I think it's going. To, I think uh, Ben Carson could be on the list. Okay. I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders is on the list. Okay. Um, those are the people. I, those I'm a, the, uh, the 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 women more seem like Trump. Ben Carson, I think maybe could expand his his base more than the two women. I I personally think Sarah Huckabee Sanders is my choice, honestly. But that's that that I think that goes to the things you're saying about Vivek and Tucker. I mean, that's just. The, that's Trump fans. They like her, and and, and non-Trumpers hate her. I mean, right? Aren't I right I, about you, that? You're one hundred percent right. And so, therefore, <laughs> therefore, I, I I agree with I agree with your assessment. Um, and but that's the same thing with Elise Stefanik. Yes, you yes. know. And so, who's going to expand the base? And that's maybe a, a Ben Carson. Maybe well, that's somebody else. Maybe I that's think, somebody that we didn't consider yet. Well, I think before he got off the Dem ballot, you could have said maybe it would be RFK. 
but now our, uh, but it seems like RFK is going <clears> to <throat> go all the way. Some people run are, independent. Some people are saying Tulsi. Um, okay. For Trump again, I don't think Tulsi is going to expand the expand the Republican Party. I think she'd be more of a detriment, to be honest with you, uh, than anything um, for for a Trump pick. Um. Anyway, that's that's my reasoning. He needs somebody to expand the Republicans, and that's why either a DeSantis could be, could even work. Um, you know, because here again, DeSantis has about as much charisma as a fucking two by four. Oh my god! And uh, but, but, but he, he's a good. But you can tell that he's a good operator. You don't might not like his policies or what he does for Florida, but he is. A, an effective operator. And Trump needs somebody that's more of an operator. Trump is a, an ideas guy. He goes out there, he says some dumb shit, and he says, hey, guys, clean this up for me. He needs somebody to clean the shit up. And that's just going to be his cabinet. It's a bunch of people that's like, okay, how do we get out of this fucking mess? See, I think... <laughs> or how do we do the thing that he just said on fucking news? Why did you say that, Trump? Why did you say that? I think... How those, are we going to do this now? I think that DeSantis is a king machine candidate. Uh, you know, I think these DeSantis and Haley are... Supported by the billionaire class and, and, and Rupert Murdoch. Oh, supported by the billionaire class. Yeah, yeah. Stop. And, and, well, but this is what I'm saying. The, the drain the swamp group of voters, you, you need somebody with positive numbers, right? Do, do Joe Biden and Donald Trump's approval <clears throat> ratings nationwide, right? Forget oh, about rubbish. justice. Oh, rubbish. 100%. They're horrible. Rubbish. So one of them, and by the way, Kamal Harris's are, are hor horrific as well. You need somebody with positive poll numbers you know <laughs> I, I agree i 100 that's not agree. ron DeSantis. but i but again you have to expand the base i mean so it's like how do you get somebody in there that make people excited about nobody's excited about going out and voting for trump i don't think trumpers no. are yeah but that's not all the the votes you need not the in not the middle not, not yes yeah everybody's like not no. the people that are starting to identify as independents exactly that's nobody's gonna be like oh yeah trump's on the ballot if you, and you're an independent I mean, of course, there's some. I mean, when I say, but yeah. you know, it's, he's not. That's, that's not the, the, you can't really. We cannot paint these two groups with with one brush. We really can't. I, and and, and yeah. so we keep saying that. Everybody yeah. knows that. But we're just stuck, talking in general, generalizations yeah. right now. Um, that's why I say that it has to be somebody that's one. We're gonna be to take the back end. Two, not overshadow or, or like overdo Trump when it comes to being in front of the camera or his charisma uh, or her charisma. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I and, I, I think you're right about and, that. And and also expand the base. And I don't know who that is, but I, I I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders because she knows how to. They've already worked together. They are the Trump, but she also became governor. She knows how to to do the things, and she's. Honestly, she's not a Trump Republican. She's a kind of like a you know a Huckabee Republican. Yeah, Huckabee Republican, which I'm sure a lot of the, the base hates Mike Huckabee. But uh, you know, one other thing we haven't largely talked about with this analysis is those those five, six, or seven states that really carry the day, right? You, you um, this election come down to ten to thirty thousand votes in a few particular states, and so uh, right. uh, uh, Arizona. North Carolina, Wisconsin, not Ohio anymore. Ohio's done. Right. We generally know Michigan. how. Michigan, uh, do we think Michigan's a, well, a, a toss-up state? The problem with Michigan is, from what I hear, um, and I haven't looked into this, but I just heard this the other day from um, my girlfriend's sister who works, or who lives in Michigan, is they did a new jury, they, they did the lines again, and they got this whole new independent commission. Basically, Ohio's trying to model it off of what Michigan did right over there. They're like, oh, independent commission drew the lines, and now the um, legislature and the governor is it's Democrat because it's now trending Democrats. Well, they're, they got, they're getting sued, and the, the lawsuit won, and now they have to draw the lines again. 
So they're going through the same stuff we are now. Well, no, 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 because they they're they're two steps ahead of us. Okay. We're uh, we're trying to sign a thing to put it on the ballot that says we want an independent commission. Okay, gotcha. They have they already that. did that step. They drew the lines with the independent commission. Then they got sued, okay. and the lawsuit went won, and they said the independent commission was biased. <laughs> Right. So it's uh, this. This situation is so Orwellian. And so it's I, so ridiculous. And so actually, I, I told that to. I can't remember who I told that to because. I um. But with, with this is like we got to figure out like what's in this this ballot, uh, petition, to make sure that we don't go down the same path as that. So it's like independent commission comes out. It changes the legislature. There's a lawsuit. Now we're at it again. You know. So, I don't know if that is going to be in play for November or not. But if it is in play for November, then yeah, I think it. Could toss change. Up, toss up state. It could change some things. Yeah, I, I uh, Wisconsin. I'm I'm fine putting Michigan. I think Pennsylvania is generally blue, but I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, who knows what can who knows what can happen less than a year out. You know, uh, what kind of kerfuffle, right? Joe Biden can say the wrong thing when he finally has to talk a lot. Which, wait, wait, wait. I, I want to clarify what I mean by that. It is is that even though it's the popular vote of the state, like right, and it doesn't have to come come down to the districts, right? What it is going to show is that there might be a change in sentiment on the board. And it's like, oh wow, this is now instead of a blue or bluer state, it's now going to be a purple or a redder state because we changed the legislature there. And then next, thing you know, things are being. And that at the very beginning of our podcast, that's kind of what you alluded to with the issue one and the abortion issue in Ohio. It's exactly. like, hey, you exactly, know what? There exactly. are some things that things are ever shifting. And then, you know, you'll even hear Trump and Nikki Haley and these people start to say, well, we can't do a full abortion ban because it's not electorally popular. They just come out and say that, you know, the, like, hey, we got to change our tune a little bit, you know, or else we'll never win any elections. So. Um, yes, I, I see. I see why you're bringing that up, but that's the thing. Getting back to the why we are on this, who's their VP is going to be? Sometimes, right? They take a V uh, a person from one of these states that they hope, okay, this candidate can help us help us flip this flip this crucial state because more state some states are more crucial than others, right? We know how. California is going to go. We know how Florida is going to go. We think we know how Ohio and Texas are going to go. But Arizona, North Carolina, Georgia, Georgia. right? Georgia's as 50-50 yeah. as it gets right now. Yeah. So uh, yeah. you could see a VP come from one of one of these states, too, in my opinion. <clears throat> That's a good point. Georgia. Who is in Georgia? That Brian Kemp. Um, you know, Stacey Abrams. We know Biden's going with Kamala, right? Yeah. I mean, Biden's going with Kamala. But... <clears throat> interesting, interesting. Yeah. All right, so I'm still going with Sarah Huckabee Sanders, to be okay. honest with you. As, as where we sit today, I'm going off the wall. I'm sticking with Tucker Carlson. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. There is absolutely no way. <clears throat> um, what, 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 what else is on our on our discussion today? Is I, that, is I that it? I think that's it, yeah. All yeah. right, well, that, uh, that... You know, Brown's loss, so I'm not even excited to talk about that. <clears throat> you know, they, they sucked. <laughs> Did did was our last podcast before that? Mm -hmm. It was the day of, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was horrible. I thought we were gonna win. We got killed. Oh man, it was just, it was. <laughs> you know, we should talk about it. Like I don't watch football, but I, I saw did like you... the, the, them ra being rated the best defense, and I was like, "What? Well, this is this is JV ball." My thoughts exactly. I said that. I said our defense looked like it was a bad high school defense in the first half. Yeah. I mean, and then and then. Um, our boy, uh, Joe Flacco, yeah. I mean, he was just like 
There was not. Like, There's like three running plays in the whole game. Well, and then and then in the beginning of the second half, you come out and boom, interception, pick six, interception, pick, pick six. six yep. Your season's over. And so that was a crash and burn off a really fun run. That was a crash and burn. I mean, but, but seriously, if you, I mean, when you went back into the locker room and you're, you know, trying to d up against the uh, Cleveland, I mean, you're, you were probably just like. You know he's throwing the ball every damn play, right? Yes. Why don't we just, uh, you know, do they, do the thing over here and take but, the ball? But the, the <laughs> thing about that is, for the past five weeks before that, ever since we brought Flacco in, you know, we don't have Nick Chubb anymore. That's what they have been doing. They have been throwing it forty-five times a game, and he was number one in the NFL in like like three hundred yard games, two two three touchdowns every game. Amari Cooper had set receiving records, set a single-game record against the same team, Houston Texans. He had, like, 260 yards receiving. But he was playing hurt, I think. And, again, yes, you're right. Right, the first, like, when the first throws was, like, he, his, uh, was a heel was yes, on the stuff. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so, like, they, they, I think they threw him, like, to him, like, twice or something the whole yeah, game. Yeah, he might have had four catches or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and they didn't have Nick Chubb, so our, you're right. Our offense is very imbalanced, very imbalanced. I mean, even though, even though the line was just letting people through. Yeah, oh, the line, like, the line had a real bad day. Everybody had a bad day. Yeah, everybody had a bad day. That's how you lose by 30 points. <laughs> and, so, and so here's what I was thinking going into this game, because – I'm a baseball fan, so I watch a lot of baseball stuff and analysts and things like that. And what they're finding is that because of the the way that the base that baseball playoffs are structured now, um, the the top teams have buy buy games while the wild cards games mm -hmm. uh, you know situated. And so when they come in, in, it's looking statistically the the teams that had time off are coming in at a disadvantage and are losing more than they than they would even though they come came in as better records, mm -hmm. right? And they're saying like it must be because they got that lull. They're yeah, not baseball there you play every day, usually. and you're playing every day, mm -hmm. so you're giving time people time to, to you know chill. I kind of feel like when I saw that the Browns were not going to put in like the starting guys or whatever for that, oh, that one Cincinnati, game against Cincinnati, I was like, so you're giving people two weeks off to hang, kind of hang out and like not have their mind into it. There was the, there was this like going into this. I mean, it's kind of like remember when you were a kid and you had your rally caps on. Something there is something about a rally cap that gets the whole team together and there's energy. You're going into it like, hey, things are happening for us, you know. And like, there's just like five games of like things are happening for us. Oh yeah, it was and a it's great like run. then it's just like, hey, we're gonna chill <laughs> for a minute. Off, yeah, that's well, what I thought. I was like, but the Dude. thing is, I, I think there's something to be said exactly for what you're saying. But the Browns were so decimated. Like part of the reason their True. O line had a bad game is for their starting five O lineman was out all year. You know, was was out hurt already. Nick Chubb. Out all year. Deshaun Watson. Out. Right. Like, they had if tons got of hurt. injuries. Exactly. And right. football is a very violent game, dangerous game. Guys get hurt every game. They'll get hurt today in the two games. You know, so um, I think that's, I think you're exactly right. I, I, they crashed and burned. They were, they were riding high. You know, everything was going perfect. The defense maybe took a week off. It didn't look like they were prepared. It didn't look like they were energetic. I mean, they looked horrible. They were giving up like 14 yards of play. It it looked, everything looked horrible. Yeah. Everything looked horrible. Yeah. And so when I was, I don't know, that when I saw him take a, day, a week off, I, I just thought about like the yeah. baseball stats. I was mm -hmm. just like, guys got to be playing because yeah. you got that momentum. Like, so something about the momentum and getting up and just going and being against the odds. And if you have like, hey, you made it and now you get time, time to chill. It's just like, Something goes out of you, bro. Yeah, and Houston had to win it week 18. They were actually, they were not the favorite to get in the playoffs. Um, Jacksonville was. And they needed to win, and Jacksonville needed to lose. Who are they playing 18. this week? Uh, they lost yesterday. They, oh, got, they lost they yesterday? They got beat by Baltimore pretty bad. Oh, they were playing 
fucking Friday. Or yeah, what, they, what day is two it? Two games Saturday. Oh, two it games is Sunday. Remember, we're doing our podcast on <laughs> Sunday this week. So then today is the other AFC game, Buffalo Bills versus Kansas City Chiefs. But Baltimore eliminated Houston pretty badly yesterday. Okay. So. Well, that could have been us, but it wasn't. <laughs> now, there's always next year. That's all we got in Cleveland is that phrase. <laughs> yeah, it's always next year. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> all right, brother. I'll talk all to right, you. All right, man.